On this cast, we will be exploring the depths of our internal lives and probing the infinite solutions to life's most troubling problems. Transition music, 25 seconds, and today's show will be a handbook overview. I will be working out of How Not to Be Fat by Josh Sears, a short guide to removing the extra weight from our lives. Just a warning, this podcast is about to go deep. Good evening. I am fine. I am here to offer a high-level overview of getting in touch with our inner worlds. We have imagination. This is an amazing tool that can help or hurt our external lives in a miraculous way. Come with me on a journey, getting deep into our inner world. Step one, close your eyes and take in a deep breath. (sighs) Breathing through your nose in, out through your mouth again. (sighs) This time, listen to the sound of your breath. Again. Know that life comes from the sound of your breath. Again. This time focus solely on the sound of your inhale. Again. Now focus on your exhale. Again. Only the sounds of your breath in your mind. Again. Again and again. Now imagine the color blue. All the colors of blue. Light blue, dark blue, navy blue, royal blue. Imagine the color blue and breathe in and breathe out blue again. Blue filling your mind, allowing all of your thoughts to enter your mind, and do not interact or try to stop them. Let breath glow and grow into the color blue again. Again. Now, open your eyes, maintaining the color blue inside your imagination. We can see the separation of our minds and our imagination. The sensing mind sees, hears, feels, tastes, and smells our world. Our imaginations simply know our world. Step two, the knowing world creates the sensing world. When we think a thought, It is whole and it is seen by not one other. Once we speak or create a product, such as art, music, or any other, 
tangible record of our thought, we've moved beyond our inner world into our shared reality. Thank you, Walter Russell, for your inspiration. Practice focusing the inner thoughts on the preferred external outcomes. Simply choose your thoughts. When a thought cannot be removed from our minds, it becomes the most powerful tool we have. Being focused on maintaining balance allows for the widest variety of thought patterns. So this is Josh, and uh, I was diagnosed with manic depression when I was 18. I was prescribed uh, Zoloft. Within just one month, I had uh, completely reduced to an emotional robot, no expression, and it was disconcerting to me and my friends. And that time, it actually spurred my drug abuse behaviors, and I started overdosing on medications that had no real effect at that point. Um, and then uh, I timed out of the medical care of my parents, and so financially, I couldn't afford mental health uh, care. It was just too expensive. Um, and like so many of my generation, I, I just dealt with it. And um, one of the tools I have in my emotional toolbox now, I desperately could have used this then, um, is called Thought Arrest Protocol. First, identifying logic loops. If you notice your racing thoughts found a steady loop, it's important to recognize the most immediate input or external cause to this loop. Once you identify the input, then take immediate action. Stop or arrest the looping process. Move to a physical space with reduced input and add input that shifts the inner imagination to a more balanced focus. Read, play music, write, paint, dance, pray, Meditate, any physical activity, walking, running, biking, surfing, skating, playing games, making a video, posting pictures online, draw. The list is infinite. The tendency for me was to lock into repetitive thought loops, which can be known as feedback. Hey, this is Jedi, and we are so, so deep. I'm going to pull it back up and interject some levity into this moment. Here's a bit of Deep House history. Uh, Eddie freaking Amador, who I saw play at Revival in Alhambra. Uh, shout out to Jose Love, long time triple OG, deep, deep, holding it down as house head. Uh... And uh, so I'm going to play a little bit of this music to get your heart pumping and uh, bring the show back up to a little lighter end. You know, when I was in L.A., I got the honor of a lifetime when it was introduced to so many great DJs and producers from the early 90s. The dance culture that they were creating propagated in my little raver heart. It created roots so deep in me, I wouldn't discover the origins for 20 years. So here's another little piece of my little raver heart. Getting close. Yo, 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 wings. 
Jedi is here with wings, man. He's a homie from the fucking other other fucking side, to be honest. Like, immediately, as soon as we first hung out, it was just instant connection in the spirit. We had like a little mind meld, a little fusion go on, and, and like... And it's been that way since, man. So, hey, I want to kind of bring the focus from the past and history and all of that great music to someone who's down there at the L.A. Recording School learning to do his art of production. What's up, Wings? What's up, Jedi? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, Thanks, welcome Wings. back. Hey, thank you. Thank you. It's good yeah. to be back. Yeah. yeah <laughs> good, man. What's going on down there? You making music? You meeting people? You fucking up? What? What? That's good. I'm super stoked for you, man. And I know, like, I spent about three years down in L.A. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I really found a special corner of hell. And I had a very specific experience. But on the other side of it, I'm able to unpack, you know, and break down those experiences. Because, uh, uh, you know, I know Tay Tay said throwing shade never made anybody less gay in her <laughs> infinite wisdom. Um, but you know, the reality of it is that, uh, my experience down there was visceral and real, and it was a hardcore internal initiation into some indoctrinated motherfucking shiznit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there was some culty shit going on with my headspace and, and I'm cool now off all that. I learned, man, that the internal imaginative space is very real and you can build things inside there and you can grow things inside there. And so, you know, that's what I'm, I'm checking in with you about. How is folks down in L.A. now? Now, you know, it's been a couple of years. Has it changed? What, what are people like now? You know, I can't say much since I didn't live back there, but it's probably the same. Just everyone's just using each other, getting that advantage up on each other. It's just take, 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 no give, 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 you know? It's just, it's awful. You see it in their eyes and you just see that vampiric stare. Ooh, <laughs> just the yeah. teeth coming out. Everyone just... Try yeah, to hit man. up people, man. They just don't hit you back sometimes. And just, it's yeah. it's all. It is what it is. Yeah, they get their little piece. Once they got their little piece, their taste and their flesh in their mouth, that taste. And then they just, oh, on to the next. Because they're, like, half of them I feel like are, like, internally remote control, man. If they if it's just maybe they don't have a imaginative source or center for it. Or, or maybe they just are unaware, like, super unaware. Like, when I first got there, I didn't realize... Uh, you know, fucking witches and magic and cults. Oh my! I didn't know that in 1966 the Hollywood Bowl was filled with 66,000 uh, people celebrating the initiation of the L.A. witch and its sexual rites and sexual rituals. I'm not down in any of that. In a way, like that's my people's, and 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 you can't unlatch or be unlatched without serious decimation to your internal space. So I can't just. Just that doesn't exist anymore. 
But what I've learned to do is craft my own space and be aware of my own inner space. And I started projecting Jedi into these situations. Like when when is Jedi going to be good for a crowd, not good for a crowd? And uh, so like that's kind of one of the things I want to ask you is tonight we're finna go down and perform live. It's really kind of your first time rapping live. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it won't be a big crowd or nothing banging or nothing crazy. But it is going to be like the system on the mics in your hand and you just get to spit. And so uh, speak on that. How does that make you feel? Are you are you stoked on that? Is that is that the thing? What's going on? You know, when I was driving over here, I was a little bit nervous at first because it is a first time thing. And I'm like, am I ready? And I get in my head and like I just have a lot of thoughts just running all the time. So it's just a lot for me. But I'm really stoked to be doing this because it's just, it's practice, it's it's work, it's just, it's what I enjoy doing and what I wanted to be doing for the rest of my life. And like, obviously I want to be doing more, but this is my foundation, this is what I need to learn, this is what I need to do. And it's a good move for me, and I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. I, I was blessed the opportunity too, but you said something, I'm going to roll it back yeah. uh, to something that uh, the homie five was kind of introducing is, is this process or pattern of thought arrest control and... and and how, uh, you know, the projection of, like, my own uh, experience of being Josh in all the years that I had manic depression and racing thoughts. But uh, So you said you have a lot of thoughts going all the time. Do you have any practical techniques, application, uh, anything that you do in the current space? Because I know the internal headspace down there is totally crowded. It's like you think a thought and someone just appears, oh, yeah, that's a good thought. Well, you, know what, you know what I can get out of that? Like... It's really that way, and, and it's like if you're projecting the wrong, like, juju, like, negative people get in there, and they're like, oh, you're one of us, you know? Come on, yeah, the world sucks. Let's fuck it up. And, uh, you know, if you hadn't had the deep, deep, deep experience you previously had in life, you wouldn't know how to put up those uh, constructive barriers and, and ways yeah. to block yourself. And uh, preach on that a little. Do you have any technique? What do you do? Do you meditate? Do you pray? What do you do? You know, I feel like a lot of my meditation, I guess you can say, is working through music. And what I really noticed is I got a keyboard recently. And so sometimes, like, if I'm just having some anxiety, like, and that happens a lot, almost 24-7. <laughs> right, right. Give it up for the anxiety challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in there. My girl's in there. Hell, you know, so many people in there. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. All right, so get behind the board. Yeah, sometimes I just get behind it and just, like, make some cool-ass sounding beats. Just, like to see what sounds good and I love to just like rap and like especially gaming actually really helps me okay let's speak yeah. on that because I'm yeah. a gamer too so I've been playing like uh, Apex Legends and yeah. Fortnite that kind of vibe but then I just switched over to this one called Surviving Mars what kind of games do you play in order to quiet the voices so to speak yeah I play a lot of like first person to shooter type stuff like me and my cousin actually reconnected lately and um, we just both hop on and we play this game called Counter Strike yeah, and, that's old school. Yeah, I love it. You got console, PC? What you got? A PC game. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. old school. Like keyboard, with keyboard, yeah, you know that's cool. what I'm saying? That's cool, all right. <laughs> so fuck that joystick bullshit, man. Yeah, I... I gotta have that quick strafe. I gotta <laughs> have that quick strafe, bro. That's oh, cool, man. God. Yeah, so that's good. And then, you know, some of the thing about it is, like, one of the things on the list we, that was mentioned is, is, like, getting in there and doing these things. I think uh, something that really helps me out is that I have a practice, you know, I have a practice in the mornings and I, and I have a practice 
um, that to be honest, I only do maybe one in 10 days and it's only because I'm desperate. And so that's something that I'm looking forward to, to kind of progressing in this podcast and hold myself accountable for and bringing in other people's processes so that uh, I can offload my own misery uh, and reduce my own anxiety. But also at the same time, Framework it in a positive way. Yeah, you manic, you getting out there, you getting shit done, blah, blah, blah. But for as manic and as long as you are up, boy, you're going to be all the way down. You know that song? Yeah. All the way up, all the way up, all the way up. Yeah, it's like all the way down, yeah. all the way down, all the way down, down, down. And so <clears throat> one of the things that I really like have done is thought of rest protocol and so you initiate the understanding of the input so if it's someone else's drama coming in that should be an easy cut bruh cut 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 quick yeah. cut chop a chop i'm talking like raise it fucking gone and like you can compartmentalize people out of your life mentally not getting rid of them but you know especially family this is where really everyone experiences this with family i feel like is universal you have this boom thing in your face with your family well you're not gonna go oh fuck them i'm running away i'm never gonna see you again ah. I mean, you might do that, but the more practical thing is, no, I know you, we're connected, this ain't, ain't going nowhere. Yeah. And so what I've recently uh, tried to express and do myself, I'm just trying this stuff out, is like throw a pause in there, pause, and then like take a breath, and it's like whatever's going on, just put that on pause and like come back and be cool with each other, you know, and be cool with yourself or whatever, be cool with that situation, be cool with the fact that you're broke and can't pay your rent, be cool and just find a way and just, and you have to force it, you know. It's just like when, you know, <coughs> your homie, uh, you know, let's just say like you've been with a girl and then it's been yours and there ain't been nothing there and then your homie gets with her, he ain't trying to be disrespectful or something, maybe it is a little weird. And you, you don't want to lose that friendship because you don't give a fuck about that hoe. Uh, no disrespect. Men are hoes, too. But I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying like, that you don't care about that other person in your life at that moment. And so you choose to be cool with your homie and be like, yeah, bless it off and just let it go. Maybe you're jerking about it in the shower in the morning. I don't know. Whatever, <laughs> however you deal with that pain, uh, you're going to keep dealing with that. That's what humans do. We fucking handle it, bro. And so, like... At a certain point, I feel like the reflection in the steps of the process uh, is really important. So I'm just going to flip back. And, uh, you know, step one, right? Step one is to get in a clean, clear headspace, doing the breathing exercises, 20, 30 breaths. It takes maybe 15 minutes to do the whole thing. And you haven't done any religious practice, no spiritual practice. This is a mental practice. It's an exercise for your mind. And then once you click that imagination in, some people can't, they don't have imagination. Did you know that? You can really see it. People are sheepish. Dude, so it's like, it'd be like, man, can you imagine? And they look at you and they say, no, I could not imagine. <laughs> Like, he's like, no, there's no way I can imagine. And I'm like, hell yeah, I can imagine. No, 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 no. I'm surfing down a hundred foot wave right now. Ooh. Yeah, I can visualize. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, there's a, a lot of that going on in my life. And I'm an artist in all, in all different facets of art and lifelong commitment to being that. And it's this is the first year of my life where the people around me, the job that I'm doing and everything I'm focused on is finally being maintained within this balanced space of art and work. And like that groove that's like edging on, it's just not happening. Like in big part to to a huge like change in my relationship status. You know, my my partner that I have now is is, is she's just 
fucking the perfect balance for what I need in this moment and keep me driving towards being more patient and handling uh, my stuff internally and being strong and not, you know, letting that leak out. And then we both work hard on that. We come together and we have like a 20 minute set aside time every morning where before we touch phones or anything, we wake up together. We see each other. We know we're each other's best friend, partner, homie, friend, you know, even even, you know, even like lovers, but also enemies and friends and and just just sometimes being a mother or a father or, or being an auntie or an uncle or a cousin or a sister or a brother. Just being all those things and being open to them and not being, oh, you're the mom, you're the dad. And that's what your role is, you know, being open to allowing those things to be expressed. Um, that is really helping me right now. Like my mental capacity is like going through the roof. I'm getting the things out of life I want. And it's really attributed to um, the balance, you know, between your inner world and your external world. And so if you can reduce that chatter, it's, it's yoga, right? The, the, the chitta vritte, the the chatter of your mind, the, the chaos, the racing thoughts. Like there's so many ways to speak in vocabulary terms. But you know, like back, circling back, like I find like recording, whether I'm recording an artist or I'm mixing something live or, or I'm recording just something like this podcast where it's something on my heart and I want to really push it out there, then I feel like it, there is a release, a cathartic moment, a release of all these energies and built up pains and difficulties and so uh just for a second like do you get that like when you're when you get into a tune into a groove you're making a beat like speak on on yeah. the feeling of almost like pushing towards samatia and some nirvana and others like pushing toward this moment of peace that really is it passes the understanding yeah how does that do you the only time i really feel at peace is when i'm you know, I get in the groove with my music and I, I just feel it and it just flows through me at a certain point and I feel it just coursing through me and one day when I really broke through, one of the first times that I broke through was it felt like what I would think would be like a heroin high almost. Like okay. it felt like something like just... Opiate release. Hit, that's, that's what opiates yeah. do. They release the spirit, man. It allows you to fucking free your physical. So go ahead, yeah. Yeah, and like it just felt so amazing and like just the amount of anxiety I have, like I shake physically sometimes. Yeah, baby. A lot. And like... That's the one time, like, I don't feel that. Okay. And it just, it's an amazing feeling, and it's just like you have a higher connection with some, like, higher power almost. Try this. Describe the texture of the feeling. Can you, can you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how's it I, feel, the texture? It's like, it's like static running through uh -huh. your veins almost, and it's just like a warmth, <laughs> and like, you just like feel like you're almost like on the moon, and like, it just. I got goosebumps over my whole entire <laughs> body, man, right there. Like, not even exaggeration. I see them physically, yeah. 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 It, and that's what it is. It's the electricity. It's the electricity. You know, one of the things that um, my partner introduced to me uh, is that this book called The Artist's Way, and we just started reading it together, and like, I don't know, whatever. I'm just this way. I flipped it to the last page the other day and read The Artist's Prayer, and it was just like, it just hit me so hard. And. Um, you know, it's a realization, it's a mind check, but in a reality check, but it's a realization that art is healing, mm -hmm. you know. And so for me, yeah, the texture of it, it almost uh, it feels fuzzy and warm and it feels like I 
am being touched by an infinite number of spirits outside of this experience. Like every goosebump is another consciousness. Every mm. spark that flies through me and through my fingertips and that little tingling sensation that I get when I'm doing energy work. Like every bit of that is just the collective whole of all the others that came before us. And I think that the, the realization that when I get goosebumps and it passes over to you and you get goosebumps or a whole crowd starts crying together, like that's a spiritual intention and a movement of energy and that all starts with one thought that all starts with a thought that thought is internal and then that thought generates a product whether it's just words you say or a facial expression or a dance move doesn't matter how it is expressed but production equals expression in human emotional terms and so if you find a way where like wings gets into his music i get into the recording and and then and that aspect of it uh, i also get into painting too i love painting i love all forms of painting i draw in fact the list you heard earlier of things you can do are actually the list of things that i actually do to get out of my own headspace yeah. you know and i just want to uh you know let folks know like it's important that like me i was in an island for so long so long like and actually uh, the homie wings here like on the on the real like when I was coming up emotionally from this dark place both of us were both of us were coming back from this long two plus year journey of just going downward spiral and uh, when we connected that was like one of the first human connections that I had allowed to open inside of me and someone else was open to and so like in a lot of ways this is a perfect 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 first episode for this podcast and the perfect way to open it up and the perfect person to share it with. Um, and so one of the things uh, on this particular format of going deep is I want to open up the floor uh, to you, Tanner, to the person and the spirit and you and the soul in you to just go deep for a second. And if you've got something to spark off, just one little Maybe you could share, I don't know, I'm just spitballing, but like in a, just one deep spiritual experience, just one little thing. Yeah. You know? Definitely. About your inner life. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, I went through a really rough time and like my my sin, my fix was um, drugs and like Xanax especially. And I was just hooked on that for a long time and just it just got too abusive and I blacked out for about two weeks at a point. And it got so bad where I had to leave college and I came back home for a little bit. And it just got really bad and like I lost myself. I lost almost all the connections I had except my family for a while. And then eventually it just got so bad like I had to get help and my family helped me get through it. And I had to go down to a rehab facility over in, uh, in LA in Pasadena which actually made me appreciate LA for a certain, yeah, certain reason because I got up there. And I get there and I drive down or I fly down the facility, I get there. And then when I'm just doing my debriefing inside the room and like telling them what happened, everything, I wake up and like, I'm just on a gurney. And like, I'm just like, don't even know what's happening. And like, I just see two people like moving me out of the house. And I'm like, and they're like, do you know what happened? I'm like, no, like, what's up? Like, like you just had a seizure, like just. And I was just like five minutes into the house and like I had a seizure right then and there and the dude told me that he thought I was faking it at first but you know I can't even tell you what his reactions were because I just blacked out for a little bit and then I wake up and like 
I'm getting an ambulance to go to the hospital because like just to make sure I'm good and yeah it was just it was just really bad time (laughs) if you don't mind man so were you uh you know thinking about checking out at the time like like in a like on a larger scale were you like over life like what 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 was driving that you know that what, what was that what was really amazing was the guy the guys in the ambulance they were asking me what i like to do for fun what i like to do and i'm like i like to write music and i like to to rap and like and just I don't like to only say I rap, but I like to say I just make music, you know? Yeah. And they're like, well, show me what's up. like. And then I pulled out one of the songs that, you know, when I was down bad, I wrote. It was just very meaningful to me at the time about right. my Xanax addiction. And he, I just did it for him. And, like, he was like, wow, you're, you're good. Like, you should just keep it up. And, like, wow. that was the first, like, sense of hope I had in, like, in a while. And so that kind of just kept me up. And I didn't even think about, like, I was just like, I want to get better. Like, I just want to. I don't want to be sitting in this hospital with IVs in my arm for six plus hours like I did yeah. later on again. Yeah, but yeah, because we circle back, don't we? So, man, I didn't know you was going deep, deep. But uh, yeah, so to, to to send it all the way down, um, myself was it, was it was I got in with a crowd. It was into meth, and uh, you know I had walked away from meth sixteen years previous, and it's not something I wanted, and it was a total surprise. And I was taken off guard, and. Uh, it looped me back in there for a couple of years, you know, and, and I'm fortunate enough that I never really had the passion for it. So I never really like got a hook up and got deep into that, my pattern. Or, but I was around the people doing it. I was making love with someone that was doing it. And it was like, it was bleeding in, man, that the oil is thick. And that's people don't know that shit's oil based and that shit is thick. And it, it literally will bleed onto your walls and into your, but really into your heart and into your mind and in your spirit. And it distorts everything. And so, yeah, when you were out there getting all zanned out, I was out there fucking three, four days up playing fucking ninja practice, fucking jumping through the alleys fucking L.A. and, uh, you know, battling internal demons and witches and, and maybe some external demons and witches. But, like, that reality was so flawed and it was so deluded that when I finally escaped L.A., I had already made the choice, like, that's it. It took me a year and a half before I stopped having urges to do the drug. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there was this one time I, I had been clean over a year and, and I found a little bag of meth in my mind and I heard, if you throw that out, it's just like throwing us out. And that's that whole vibe, that whole experience, that whole memory. And I was like, all right, I paused for a second and then I got in my room. And then I heard my voice was sounded like from maybe a different time, like in the future. And I just heard, I wish I hadn't have done that meth. And I was like, oh, shit, that's my voice. I just heard it in my own head. And I didn't say it from this time, so it's from some other time. And then I heard it again. I wish I hadn't done that meth. Oh, no, no, he said, if I had only not done the meth. If I had only not done the meth. And, like, that just clicked. I walked in the bathroom, tossed that shit in the toilet, flushed that fucking thing, fucking threw that bag out. And that was it. Done, done, so. I don't do meth or blow no more i don't need stimulants on that level besides the cultural uh you know uh dissolution of your own practices and spiritual inclinations devolving into the lowest the very lowest and that's what addiction is to me on all levels no matter what compulsion it is on the lowest of levels it's like you hit that portion of your life and they say rock bottom not necessarily not necessarily because i think i've had it worse in other times but you definitely hit a place in your life where you're experiencing things you don't ever want to experience again 
And for me, my moment was much less obvious, you know. My moment was just I got done with the court case over some traffic stuff in L.A. and I was finally able to leave and I left. And when I left, it just broke off of me like a fucking demon on my fucking back, sucking from my fucking head, spirit, soul, groin. Everything about me was getting drained all day, every day. And once I broke out of that, it took two years to come back to myself. Definitely. And uh, so, yeah, I want to give props and respect to you for fucking reshifting and changing that mind. Because I saw it in you. I saw it in you. It's like you just at one point, you just you started saying, no, what I want to do is music. And I remember it's like, check it out. And you start showing me uh, you, where you start writing again and stuff. And, and, and you're like, yeah, yeah. And then it's like at that point, we you engaged in your future. And I see so much respect, and I, and I give you so much props for it. And that's something that such people can hear. And I want anyone listening to this understand these are true interpersonal stories from the depths of the things that we've been through. I mean, don't get me wrong. We both have some high highlights. <laughs> we've had some wild experiences. You know, whether you end up, you know, in another country, balling out, doing a crazy fucking experience. Or you end up on stage uh, at Splash House in fucking Palm Springs or something. Like, we've had those live, super live experiences. Rolling with the packs of endless drugs and just being able to just bring the party. And we've had those experiences. But I got to be honest, like, at this time in my life, at this junction in my life, the best feeling I have is peace. Peace of mind, peace of heart, peace of spirit. And the way that I've been able to construct that is through these two simple things. Changing your headspace through breath work. That's an easy one. Simple. Then changing the input to something that is more agreeable with the balance. So if you're having a really bad time, you got to have a really good time. But there's a warning on that. If you're having a really good time, just know there's a really bad time coming. So you want to have a good time. You don't want to have a really good time. So, man, anything you want to say on a more positive, uh, uplifting note? You kind of, you spit some things sometimes. I don't even think you realize how fucking deep they are, how prophetic they are, and how they impact people's lives. And so, like, just, like, maybe keeping it, you know, uh, just, like, positive. And any message that you feel like is brewing up out of you or coming from the other side, you want to just spit on anybody, like, fucking go away or do it. You know, life is an amazing thing. We have so many up days, we have so many down days, but, you know, I hope that everyone figures it out. A lot of people do, but some people don't. But, you know, like, you're going to get through whatever you're going through. And coming from what I've been through and what I've gotten to now, like, there's chance for everybody. Miracles happen, everything happens. Just live your life, do what you really love, and things will come to you. You'll surround yourself with the right people, with the right vibes, and just things will work out for you. Yeah, man, totally. And for the next episode, we've talked about uh, feedback, spiritual feedback, and how that can be so dangerous when our internal mind gets set to a tune that just won't stop. And so stop, drop, pray that out, as my partner Carla Carpenter would say, and just know that there are people out here. If you need someone to talk to, there is someone. And uh, we appreciate you. Thank you, Tanner. Of course, man. Love you, brother. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and thank you, Wings. Appreciate your talent. Yeah. And um, 
this brings us to the end of our first visit into the depths of human minds for the betterment of humankind. Go do